welcome to the Six Figure Event Podcast. Here, we're going to get real about what it takes to host a profitable event, how to actually get sponsorships, and we'll dive into the world of virtual, hybrid, and live events in an ever-changing industry. Stay tuned for our episodes Well, we have exciting interviews with sponsors and people that have mastered their own virtual and hybrid events. Thanks so much for joining us. Let's get right into it. Hey guys, welcome back to the Six Figure Podcast, where we talk all things events. And these days, it means virtual and hybrid. So today we're talking all about how to monetize your hybrid and events for your clients. And if you're a client yourself, I know I took a bit of hiatus from this podcast when I was pivoting my own business and running a household full of kids and dogs and chickens for the past year and a half. But I'd like to hear from anyone who successfully recorded a quiet podcast, okay, during that time. I, we're back, but I couldn't be more thrilled because I love my podcast and I'm so glad to be hanging out with you guys again. So if you're listening right now, hit me up on Instagram. Say, hey, Alicia, I'm listening to your podcast. So last time we talked about how you can pivot your events business to gain more virtual and hybrid clients. Literally, if you missed it, check it out. I break it down step by step. I used to pivot my own business to a live, in-person event company to a more virtual hybrid. And you can do it too. So go back, listen to it. You won't regret it. But once you have that foundation laid, right, it's time to get to work. And besides how to engage a virtual audience, goodness me, is probably one of the top questions we get asked. How to make money from it? What strategies do you use, Alicia? And so I'm going to give you two strategies today and maybe a bonus one. I'll throw in a bonus one on how to actually make money, profit successfully, and keep it going for the years to come. Because sometimes the first event is the easiest event and the second one is where you have to work harder and smarter. So I'm going to give you the first few ways And get a pen and paper, write this down because I'm going to dish it all. So number one, sponsorship. If you know me, I am the sponsorship queen. I love sponsorship. I think everybody should try to attempt the process. And I think everyone should, you know, at least start somewhere instead of pushing it to the back burner and say, it's too hard. It's too, too much. I didn't profit. Listen, if you're listening now, listen, if you're listening, (laughs) you should go on over to the website and download my virtual event sponsorship system, shameless plug, but seriously. Okay, so we're going to talk about sponsorship because there are a lot of companies that offer their virtual events for free. I've seen it. Come to the free event, especially if they're starting out trying to gain traction and engage their audiences online for the very first time ever. Usually, those who charge for their events are, let's say, well-established. They're Fortune 500 companies who are transitioning formerly in-person conferences online to a virtual model. That's where the big bucks are usually charged for registration. But, I mean, every case is different. So you have to have an upfront conversation with your client, with your team, about what their goals are. If they're bringing in a huge speaker and want to make money, even if they're a smaller company, you need to charge, 
right? If you're looking to create a little brand loyalty and connect with your audience, right? Don't charge, but bring in sponsors to cover the cost for the event. Make a profit. So many different strategies, right? But based on your client's goals, you're going to want to take a look at a couple things. And the first thing is what kind of model for your monetization are you going to look at? Because sponsorship is a great way. And you have to think about what are you going to quote unquote sell as part of your sponsorship at your event? Is it, let's say, virtual cocktail hour? Is it a virtual words night with ship to the door gifts for unboxing? Is it um, a physical event for in-person attendees, very exclusive, very high-end. Something along those lines will have to be charged and presented to a potential sponsor, right? You're thinking of all these activations, you know, that you're looking at. Now, your client's assets are things that you can leverage within any of these event properties. So, individual experiences, you know, items you can sell to make money off your event. You can start working with your client or yourself, brainstorm a list of all the things that you can quote unquote sell. I also want you to think outside of the box. So not just thinking about your event, but other opportunities because sponsors love, and I'll do a whole episode on sponsorship, but sponsors love to have long-term type of relationships. It's not just about the event, but it's also where can they see themselves in six months, three months within your brand? Are there other opportunities? Are there other opportunities that you can present to them? Because your brand, its entirety, is not just the event. It could be other things like a podcast, like in you know membership options, exclusive events for your top paying clients. You have to make sure that you're doing your homework, you're doing your due diligence to write these things down and also present them to your client or to your team, okay? So some virtual activation ideas that I love um, are gonna be the following, right? You're, again, Pro tip, you're going to want to be able to get in front of a lot more sponsors to come off as extra organized, as put together, all the things. So here are a few activation ideas that I love to monetize. Pre-event swag, virtually, physically, could be a virtual swag bag that you put all these little offers in. People can utilize them at any time they want before, during, after, and could be also a physical Swag box. Gosh, I mean, how excited do you get when you get a box sent to your house that you can unravel and start taking photos? Could be a tie to the at that event with branding supplies or let's say an interactive virtual activity session, cooking class. We've done that. We've done a cocktail hour. We've done candle making. So that is an amazing idea to be able to get the sponsor's goals, as well as your goals, all tied up, nicely wrapped up in a bow. Also things that you can think of are virtual gamification sponsor, sponsor-centric prizes and giveaways, guest speaking opportunities for major plenary sessions like keynotes, right? Virtual booths. A lot of platforms are popping up with booths to appear like they're on a show floor, branded, sponsored by creating a digital marketplace for attendees to browse with discounted sponsor items. 
I mean, the list goes on and on, but you'll also want to take a look at what your competitors are doing and maybe that will spark some ideas that you didn't have down yet. Hybrid activations. Gosh, I love getting to these hybrid because the uh, possibilities are endless, right? Charging virtual lounge and meeting stations. Both could be in-person and virtual to connect with virtual attendees and to connect with hybrid attendees, right? Breakout sessions led by a sponsor chosen mod with in-person and virtual attendees. Guest speaking opportunities for major plenary sessions, commercials bring during the virtual sessions, one-to-one meetings with C-suite attendees for exclusive access, and that could be very much in person. In-person evening micro-experiences crafted by the sponsor to showcase their, let's say, destination, product, service. Again, possibilities are endless. So you need to do your understanding of what your event and possibilities are for the year and present them to potential sponsors. Next, you want to define your sponsorship audiences, right? Figure out who they're attracting to these virtual and hybrid sponsors that they want to see. Big thing for me, survey your audience, pull data, numbers, 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 right? You have to make sure that you get those numbers all in a row and understand who your target audience is so that it aligns directly with your sponsors, okay? Sponsors want direct access to your audience. And you'll hear me say that over and over again. But really think about the entire list of potential targets as well as potential sponsor targets. Make sure they're aligned. Sponsors love numbers, okay? Some tips I have for closing the deal. I mean, mind you, this is a really quick overview. There's a lot more to it. If you wanna work one-to-one is super in-depth, again, remember, I have my sponsorship system, literally all of my 10 years worth of information. I'll make sure that it's linked to this podcast episode. Do reach out to sponsor prospects once you have your sponsorship strategy finalized, okay? Don't start connecting now, right? Make sure you have your strategy. Understand what sponsor could be a great opportunity for what activation. Have it in your mind that you know exactly what your sponsor should be sponsoring, how much it costs, especially if you're doing a customized package or approach, and give enough time frame. So many people come to me, I have an event next week, I have an event next month, I have an event in two weeks. That is not enough time. Ideally, we want to make sure we're connecting with a sponsor three to six months prior. Three months is, is a little, it's, I, I use the word crunchy, you're going to hear me say crunchy, which means that you're not going to have a lot, a lot of time to do communication back and forth, signing the deal, and you would hate for a sponsor to pull out last minute. So Ideally, six months to one year prior. That is my, my favorite time frame. Six months is probably one of the perfect time frames, but for bigger sponsorship activations, six and seven figure sponsorships, you want to give that extra time. This allows for appropriate time to onboard and maximize opportunity for ROI, right? If you can do it sooner, absolutely go for it. Better early so they can budget, they, meaning the sponsor, accordingly and get most out of their sponsorship plus you're not wishing to create assets, okay? So your goal with sponsorship is to realistically create that strategy 
and continue on so that you can monetize as much as you possibly can. One rookie mistake that I see over and over again is I see that sponsors want to test the waters with your brand because they don't know you and you don't know them. Maybe it's not a match made in heaven. So think about potential baby opportunities that you can provide to them before the event happens. And if you've allowed yourself six months to a year to prepare, you can do that. You can perhaps have an exclusive, you know, invitation only event. Maybe there's a podcast recording. Maybe there's a co-collaboration on the blog, signing up for their affiliate program. Possibilities are endless. So utilize that to your best advantage. Okay. That's a lot, but it's literally just the tip of the iceberg for today that should get you started and we'll do more sponsorship chats in the upcoming weeks. If you have questions, again, DM me on Instagram at Eventistry by Alicia. Okay. So the next way, number tip number two to monetize your events is charging for them. That's how you make money off of a lot of in-person events, but there's also the idea of doing your upsell. Okay. You've heard of this if you're in the coaching industry upsells where you're going to make money. You still, you have to charge sometimes for tickets. Uh, Personally, I love charging for tickets, whether that's a dollar, whether that's $5, whether that's $100, whether that's $400. You want to be able to recoup those costs and hit those six-figure event goals, okay? Create your tiered sponsorship as you would for an in-person event. So same thing, tiered ticket pricing, early birds, date-based pricing, VIP, Galentine's Day, et cetera, et cetera, okay? So something like that will help and assist because remember, a lot of the times your virtual attendees that you've charged nothing for, okay, no ticket price, zero dollars, will not attend. The show-up rate is usually 50%, sometimes less, depending on the, the audiences, Make people take responsibility for showing up. So if it's attached to a dollar ticket price, I want to get my dollar's worth, they're going to show up. But, big but here, because you'll need to still figure out how to upsell. How are you going to grow that bottom line? Maybe you can offer replays, right, for VIPs only. There is a very specific way to do this, though. It's not replays for a year later or six days or a month later. There has to be some sort of bonus pre-recorded course. Maybe there's something else that you can offer. Maybe it's very time sensitive. The more you upsell, the more money in your pocket at the end of each event. So these are also typically passive income streams, which are more practical for long-term business growth. After that, you put it all together and you get to work. I'm so huge on strategy. It can seem overwhelming, but once you get into the planning mode, I swear it comes all together, okay? So I'm going to give you a real-time example about a virtual event business model that actually worked. Because you might be thinking, Alicia, this is not going to work. Yes, it is. I've seen it happen. We've come, We've helped so many companies, clients navigate this new world through the pandemic, and I know it's going to be successful. So let's take a look at one of our favorite examples. We helped plan a women in networking event for a client. Their purpose was to bring together women in the business world with supportive community that they felt connected to. And their goal was to establish themselves as a leader in networking 
and business opportunities, right? They wanted to attract about 20 to 30 women for the inaugural event with an ultimate goal of upselling to join monthly networking sessions for 19 bucks a month and enroll 10% of these into a monthly membership group. See how they're able to monetize and create impact, right? Spoiler alert, they did it and they've grown. They've now are hosting yearly sessions that attract three to 400 people. Okay, so ready to use those tips and tricks? The idea is to start putting your pen to paper and start to execute those steps, right? If you want a little more help, reach out to me, right? There's a link in the show notes with more details on how to figure all this out because I know it's it's going to be tough, right? I also offer a free masterclass on how to attain your six-figure event strategy. What an episode. I appreciate you for coming. Remember, if you're listening, hit me up on Instagram, at Eventistry by Alicia. I'd love to see what you're doing to monetize your next virtual and hybrid events. Talk soon, my friends. Go make sure those six-figure event dreams happen. You are a rock star for listening to today's episode, and I want to hear from you. Head on over to Instagram, at Eventistry by Alicia. Give me a quick follow and then slide into my DMs. God, I hate that term, (laughs) but I'm going to say it anyway. Slide into my DMs and let me know what was the worst virtual event that you've ever been to. I'm going to do a next episode on this.